Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. I'm your host, Sif, and I'm the founder of Array, which is a wellness brand, and Icing and Glitter, which is a blog, Instagram page, and YouTube channel. Today I'm chatting with a fellow entrepreneur and beauty junkie, Carissa Bodner, and she is a big deal. She's built a beauty empire, which got her on Forbes's list of America's richest self-made women. You know, the same list that includes the likes of Oprah and Kylie Jenner. Carissa built Thrive Cosmetics, a clean beauty brand, which is as efficacious as it is ethical. If you haven't yet, go on YouTube and search up Thrive Cosmetics. The results will have you shook. You will find an endless number of videos, which is a testament to how Carissa has successfully managed to build a hugely loyal community of customers. If you haven't heard of their mascara, you are really missing out. It is supposed to be one of the best mascaras on the market, not to mention it's clean. On today's episode, we chat about clean beauty and how Carissa built Thrive Cosmetics, which has skyrocketed to success in just a few short years. So without further ado, let's welcome Carissa to the show. All right. So Carissa, first things first, you used to be a makeup artist and product developer at L'Oreal. So why don't you tell me about your time, about that time in your life? Thank you so much. Um, it's a pleasure to be here today. And I, yes, I started in the beauty industry as a makeup artist when I was in college. That was one of the ways that I helped support myself through college. And wow. then, yeah, it was so great. And I, I loved being able to connect with women face to face and really help them feel confident in their day to day lives. And so that was really what I loved about makeup artistry. But going back even before then, I've been a lifelong product developer when I was in my parents' kitchen as a kid, starting in my teens, where I was whipping up different recipes, um, you know, some of them better than others. <laughs> I, was better at sh- I was better at shampoo than I was at, uh, at lipstick in the early days. But once I finally got some formal training on how to make color cosmetics and skincare, Um, when I was at L'Oreal, that was, you know, such a great experience for me. I worked for Clarisonic when they were a small startup in a little office. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Right? (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. I still use mine twice a day. And I actually developed our skincare to work synergistically, specifically the cleanser to work synergistically with the device because I can't live without it. Um, Okay, wow. 
Yeah. So I, you know, what was so cool about working for Clarisonic is I got to work with engineers on the device side and then also got to work on the formulation side. And um, when you're a small startup, you get to have your hands in everything. And that was such an amazing experience. Then when L'Oreal purchased Clarisonic, I got to work for L'Oreal in their luxury division, where I was working primarily on skincare products, but there was a little bit of color cosmetics as well in my product development that I was doing at L'Oreal. Very cool. So you were basically like, so so why don't you back up a little and tell me how you even got into like makeup artistry? Right. So I grew up on a dirt road, which is like when I tell people and show photos of my childhood, I had the best childhood, truly growing up on five acres on a little farm with pygmy goats and horses and rescue puppies. And oh, my gosh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize that um, not every kid um, incubates chickens in their (laughs) elementary school. uh, truly. So yeah, I, I, we had chickens that uh, we would actually raise in my elementary school. And somehow I convinced my parents to let me take them home each year. It was amazing. So we had a whole uh, flock of chickens, which was amazing. I think they're called a flock of chickens. Maybe, maybe it's a gaggle. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I grew up in a really small town. And it was the, uh, the town of Stanwood, Washington. And I didn't have a makeup store that was close to me. It was the closest makeup store or skincare store was over an hour away. And so I experienced beauty in my teens, like so many young women, but I didn't have access to it. And so I started creating products in my parents' kitchen as a way to really feed that creative outlet. And it was such an awesome way to take dahlia flowers and steam them and melt down different butters and waxes and try and make a color cosmetics product, whether it was a lipstick or a blush or, or whatever. And um, it was, I really just have always been connected to the way that beauty makes women feel confident. And I believe that when you are confident, you're unstoppable. And so that was what attracted me to working in the beauty industry. And um, I'm just still so grateful that I get to create products because it's really such a gift. I mean, I feel like it's all of that was sort of your training for, you know, what you ended up doing, which is thrive. So what then, like you were working for L'Oreal, what led you into the world of clean cosmetics of all things? Because I mean, you, you're on this great trajectory. Like when did you realize, okay, like I kind of want to switch paths. I want to start my own thing. Like what happened? Thank you. Yeah. Working at L'Oreal was such a amazing experience for me. It was really unreal. I didn't even know to dream that big. I didn't know that L'Oreal was the largest beauty company when I started my journey in the industry. And so growing up in a small town, I never really knew that I should dream of working in New York or working in Paris, which is what I got to do. And so each step of the way in my career at L'Oreal, I was just so awestruck by what was happening. And, (laughs) um, and, and getting to work in the lab and create formulations. So when I was 23 years old, um, my friend Christy actually unfortunately passed away. And 
What really struck me about Christie's passing was how much thriving she had packed into her 24 years of life. While I was hell-bent on climbing the corporate ladder at L'Oreal, she was teaching English to orphans. And I just thought about the way that she had really had such an impact in those 24 years. And I knew that I wanted to work in the beauty industry. I feel so blessed that I've been able to work in the beauty industry. And I really do believe that I was born to work in the beauty industry. But I wanted to work for a company that was creating highly effective, clean formulas that was also vegan uh, because it's something that growing up around animals really mattered to me. And also I wanted to create a company that was giving back. And so because that didn't exist, there wasn't a job that I could go get at a company like that. I, about a year later, decided that I needed to create it. And I really believe that you can design the career of your dreams And I think Thrive Cosmetics is the perfect example of that. I mean, it's an incredible story. And I I think it's really cool how you like Thrive. When I speak to you, it's really cool because it tells a story of like almost you because you've been able to kind of incorporate all of these components that make you who you are and sort of put it into the business that you've created. So there's, you know, the it tells a story of someone who grew up around animals and you know, someone who was impacted so deeply by your friend. So I think it's, it's very cool. So I know you talk about this, but yeah, yeah. So I I know you talk about this, like give back portion of the business. So before we dive in and like, you know, really talk about the rest of your business, like, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? About our giving? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. And thank you for saying what you said. I have said since the beginning that Thrive Cosmetics really is my soulmate. I It's this business soulmate. I, I feel like I get to live my dream every single day, even on the hard days, because uh, we are serving a greater purpose. And that starts with our giving. Our giving mission started with me contacting individuals and charities and hospitals to donate our products in the very beginning. And um, from the very beginning, every time you purchased a product, we were donating. And that has grown bigger than what I ever dreamed. We've now given over $100 million in funds and products to all kinds of different organizations. And we've given to organizations that support women going through domestic abuse, cancer, homelessness. With COVID-19, we uh, donated from one day's profits, $350,000, which still sounds so crazy to say out loud. Wow. Um, Wow, wow, wow. We donate products and funds to organizations that are supporting uh, women veterans and, um, you know, we are, our giving has just grown so much bigger than I ever thought possible. And that really is because of our community. Our community has allowed us to be really responsive in the way that we give. And when I say responsive, I mean, you know, when COVID-19 was happening at such a rapid rate throughout the world, we were able to act very quickly to be able to donate. Um, when the racial justice movement movement hit that very acute moment that it did in June, we were able to quickly act with our community and commit to $5 million in products and funds 
to organizations that support the black community. And so I just am so thankful for not only the team internally at Thrive Cosmetics, but this community of people, the Thrive Cosmetics customers or social media community that really have supported this giving growing so much bigger than our business. It's so much bigger than one person. And it's this collective of people who really care about making a difference in the world. Well, it's always been built into your company mission, which is, I think, so different and so cool. Like I've never, I've, I've not really come across that in the the beauty sphere as, as much as you guys have done it. So I think it's very, very cool. Um, Thank you. So just backing up a little bit into like the, the beginnings of your company, why don't you tell me about your first product? Like how did you even formulate it? Because I know you have a little bit of a background, but what was it? What was that process like? It was so fun. So the first product that I developed in my kitchen was Infinity Waterproof Eyeliner. And I remember sitting there late at night tinkering around in my kitchen and playing around with shea butter and jojoba oil and ceramides and all the different things that I was playing around with. And I wanted to create an eyeliner that was going to not only be waterproof, but smudge proof. And they're not the same thing. People think that they are, but they're they are always upset when their waterproof eyeliner smudges on them. And so I got inspiration from microblading, which is the treatment that you often get on your brows. It's a semi-permanent, essentially a tattoo for your brows Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. keep. Okay. So you're familiar. Okay. And (laughs) yes. And so I incorporated the same pigments that they use in microblading, but applied them topically through the eyeliner. And so that's why our eyeliner is not only waterproof, but it's smudge proof and it stays on for a very long time. We have women who wear it for a few days. We don't recommend that. We do recommend that you wash your face at night. Um, But I do know that it happens because our community loves to post about it on social media. So yeah, that was, that was my first product. And I, it's my baby. I named some of the shades. All of our shades are named after inspiring women. And one shade in particular is named after one of the first people that received our products, Nolly Augustine. Um, Shout out to Nolly. She's a beautiful soul and has become a dear friend of mine. I didn't know her prior to Thrive Cosmetics, but she was one of our first beneficiaries. And now she's come to giving events that have happened all over the country She's such an inspiring woman, and it's really special for me to be able to have these products that on their own feel like they're my baby because I've created them. Now I have an incredible team who helps me create them, so I I have to give credit to our product development team. But um, to also be able to name them after women who really inspire me is really special. That is insanely cool. Wow. What a story. Okay. So there you, you guys launched in 2015 and back then I feel like there was even less education about clean beauty than there is today. And already today, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's getting more popular and people are understanding why they should be using clean beauty products, but even still there is a suspicion and like that, you know, a clean beauty product are not at par in terms of efficaciousness of like their 
I guess, like, quote unquote, non McLean counterparts. So in 2015, when there was this lack of education, how did you manage to get your business off the ground and really convince people about like Thrive Cosmetics and the fact that clean beauty can be just as effective as regular conventional beauty products? Yeah, back in 2015, when I launched the business, there was definitely a lot of skepticism. And even today, there's a lot of skepticism around clean beauty and also vegan cosmetics because they don't go hand in hand necessarily. But right. from the very beginning, it was really important to me that our products would be created without parabens or sulfates and also that they would be vegan and cruelty-free, of course. I should say that too. But honestly, the inspiration was because I didn't want products that had parabens or sulfates in them. It wasn't that I was trying to capitalize on a trend or anything like that. It really came from my heart. And it's the same thing with the fact that we're vegan and cruelty-free. That came from my heart because I love animals. And I knew that it was possible because I had honestly been creating products without parabens or sulfates since I was a kid. And so what I did was really try and flip the script and think, okay, well, if we're going to create a mascara that is vegan and made without parabens or sulfates, we're going to have to look at mascara very differently. And honestly, I believe that Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is as amazing as it is because it's vegan and because it's without parabens or sulfates, because I couldn't follow that same playbook of, okay, you're going to use beeswax, you're going to use, which is what's in most mascaras, you're going to use parabens, you're going to use sulfates. So I think that it has provided a really intense focus around performance because we knew going into it, one, that we weren't going to use those traditional ingredients. So we had to be more innovative and create new technologies that hadn't existed before. And secondarily, we knew we had, we had to prove ourselves. Like people weren't going to believe that a mascara that was clean and vegan was going to give them the volume of lash extensions. So the product better speak for itself. And that is something that I have found really invigorating and inspiring um, because it was almost like we didn't have anything to lose because we knew people were going to doubt us. And just backing up a little bit, I started the business out of a one bedroom apartment in Seattle, Washington. I worked a full-time job to fund the company. And so I had having that full-time job, which was a product development job in the nutrition category, because you can't really work for the world's largest beauty company and start a beauty company, <laughs> as you can imagine. Kind <laughs> um, of a conflict of interest. Yes, absolutely. But what I would say is that the fact that I had a full-time job really gave me this nice security blanket around starting a business and taking risks and being able to invest in inventory for the brand. Because when you say that we launched in 2015, that is absolutely true. But what's also true is that the business didn't become a real business until 2017. So thank God I had a job. I invested in the inventory. You know, I developed the formulas, went into production, invested in the inventory, built a website, but I didn't have very many customers for two years. And so the fact that I had a job made it so I could pay my rent, that I could pay for the inventory and all of the other things to help build the business. So then what was the tipping point in your business? Like when did you realize you had product market fit? 
like I said in the very beginning, for those first two years, there would be days where we would have zero dollars in sales mm-hmm. on thrivecosmetics.com. And as much as I tried to have the brand carried at retail, because that was the traditional way of building a luxury brand back then, um, I I didn't have any retail customers that wanted to carry us. And so it was truly our community at the end of 2016, early 2017, that built this brand. It was women on the internet talking about how much they loved Infinity Waterproof Eyeliner. And we went viral because of our community. At that point, we had been on Good Morning America, The Today Show, we'd been in Vogue Magazine, different celebrities, shout out to Kelly Clarkson, had been talking about us. I, I mean, other celebrities had too, but you know, we're not a brand that was was necessarily built on celebrity shout outs or press. It really is a brand that has been built on this community and this collective of people who care about good for you cosmetics that are doing more for you, whether it's skincare or color cosmetics, and also that they're doing more for the world. And so it was really our customers making us go viral on social media. So then how did you manage to create such a strong community? From the very beginning, I've been so excited every single time somebody reaches out to us. Like if you go on our social media, especially Instagram, well, actually, honestly, Facebook too. um, I'm all over our social media because these people are so supportive of our mission, of our products. And I've always treated our customers like they are my friend and they really are my friends. Like I do Peloton rides with our customers, um, uh, you know, the Peloton bike. Um, I, you know, yeah, I, love that. I, you know, <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, we have a hashtag on Peloton because I ride with them all the time. Oh my God. That's amazing. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, so it's like, they are my friends. It's not, it's not a, a branding moment. It's not, my goal wasn't to make the best community. It was like, oh my gosh, you want to talk to me? Great. Let's, let's chat. Um, and so, you know, when I only had one product, I was talking to people about what their favorite moisturizer was and, or I was talking about my favorite moisturizer and referring them to, to go on Sephora and buy that moisturizer. Like I, I believe that there's room for all of us in the industry and, what I love about social media is that it allows you to have a direct connection and to support not only your community and your customers, but support other brands. And I didn't know the first thing about influencers and quite honestly, didn't have an Instagram until I started Thrive Cosmetics. So I really treated it like it was my personal Instagram and for better or worse. Um, <laughs> and then as the brand grew and, and the company grew, our amazing the customer service manager, Melissa, was like, Carissa, you have to make your own Instagram. You have to get off of our Instagram because you're messing up our customer service flow. Because <laughs> I would go in there and I was constantly having conversations. So that's, you know, when I get to go on Thrive Cosmetics Instagram to be able to do Instagram Live, it's actually really fun for me because I get to have more of a direct conversation with them. Love that. That That is very, very cool and really refreshing to hear as well. I mean... Yeah, I feel like your your entire business was founded in the, the whole concept of community, which is very, very cool. So 
In 2017, when you guys did take off, you still had your full-time job, but you guys, I guess, started expanding your product range before that, I'm guessing, right? Like as you started introducing new SKUs and stuff, like inventory costs money. So what was your cash situation like? Did you raise money or were you just bootstrapping all the way up until, you know, you had your job? (laughs) I very unsuccessfully tried to raise money and again, didn't, did, was, was not very successful there for in the beginning. And, um, so in the very beginning, it was the fact that I was working that full-time job that funded the inventory and every new product that launched had to be funded by the sales of the previous launch. And so in the very beginning, we actually didn't launch very many products. I was developing products. Like I started working on skincare back when I was in that one bedroom apartment, I started working on buildable blur CC cream, which is a product that I'm so proud of that didn't launch until 2018. But I started in 2015 because I had to have the sales from the company in order to launch new products. And so in a way it really provided this intense focus on not only the customer, but the product, because it's, not enough to have a great mission and this giving mission that I wanted to create. You also have to have products that are really efficacious and differentiated. And so that was really what drove the growth of the products was the customers in the community. And because I wasn't coming out with new products constantly, I was able to take the time to send product samples, lab samples that I had created and send those out to our existing customers. Even if at the time it was only 20 people, I was Mm -hmm. getting really great information and feedback from the community. So yeah, even some of the, like our cleanser that just launched in January of this year, that was like Mm -hmm. started in 2016. So yeah. And, and so when we are creating these products, part of why it takes longer for us is because we are sending out samples to our community. We're surveying our community. We're having conversations with our communities. We have private video chats with our customers. Um, You know, before COVID, we were having um, in-person product testing meetings with our customers. So um, it's, that's really how the product line has grown. That is super cool. I mean, I think it's so, I think it's so great that you have been able to tap into that like that community that you've built to sort of get feedback on future product launches, because I can't imagine a better way to do it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. There, I, I owe them everything. Our, both our employees and our customers are, this community is really united and our giving partners. I should say when I think about our community at Thrive Cosmetics, it's really, it starts with our employees who are so passionate about beauty and giving back then of course our, our customers and then our giving partners, the work that they do each and every day to make the world a better place and help women thrive is, you know, such a beautiful thing. And we have hundreds of giving partners, large and small that are carrying out this work that, um, that our customers make possible. So it's this really beautiful virtuous circle. Yeah, it's very cool. So when it comes to new products, that you that you've released that you develop when when you are speaking to your community are you like i guess asking them the kind of product that they want 
want, they, that they want to see that they feel like are missing? Like, how does it usually work? It, yes, <laughs> to all of that. So it, it really depends on what we are creating. We are constantly getting feedback from our community around new products that they want us to create. But once mm-hmm. we've zeroed in on something that they want us to create, we asked them a lot of questions around, especially around our skincare. It was like, okay, well, how do you, what would you say your skin type is? What are your main skin concerns? Are there ingredients that you're looking for? Do you want SPF or do you not want SPF in that moisturizer that you're asking us to create? And so we're having a lot of qualitative conversations, but we also have quantitative data that we are gathering on our customers too through our website and, and what they're searching for. And, but really where we get so much of our inspiration for product development is around the qualitative conversation that we're having each and every day. So that can take place on social media. It can take place via a Google hangout call with our customers, uh, email as well. Um, so there, there's a a lot of different ways that we connect, which is so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I think it's really, really it's it's so cool that you have this like very intimate line of contact with your customers. I, I can't even imagine like a better way of doing it. So uh, did you always know then that you wanted to expand Thrive into the skincare category? Or was that something that was inspired by your community? It was a little bit of both. Honestly, I started in product development in the skincare category. So of course I dreamed of having skincare products that I had created for Thrive Cosmetics. But if our customers didn't want it, I wouldn't have done it because I I say, this is very specifically not Carissa Bodner Cosmetics because these products are not made for me. They're made for the community. And for so many reasons, it's not Carissa Bodner Cosmetics. Nobody would buy it, right? Nobody would know who it is Uh, and they wouldn't care. (laughs) And, um, and really it's, it's about what is the community looking for? And so yes, of course I dreamed of making skincare, but it's really because the customers were asking for it. Love that. And you guys, I mean, you've, you've gone down a really interesting path because I know that you were saying towards the beginning when you were looking for retail partners, you, I mean, you, when you were little, like, I guess that just wasn't the path you went down, but you decidedly decide, like you decidedly stayed off that path and you guys are just direct to consumer. So what made you decide that you didn't want to be stopped at major retail locations at all? It was, again, our community. It always comes back to our community. I, at first, really wanted to be able to connect with our customers. And so that was why I wanted to be at retail so that we could connect with them. When that was not made available to me because no retailer was interested in us, I really learned the power of social media and how you can have that direct conversation. And then once I got a taste of the direct connection and how you really could feel an intimate connection with your community through social media, I didn't want anything different because we don't have to wait for a report from a retailer to know how a product is doing. We can know real time from our community what they think and what their feedback is. And so now I just can't imagine another way of running a business because I feel so spoiled that we get to know if somebody, you know, 
has a, a broken bottle, like we can make that right, right away. Um, you know, or if they want a brown mascara, we can develop that for them. Or if they want an SPF moisturizer, we can work with them on that too. So it's, it's really such a gift and we're just grateful every day that we get to connect with them in such a direct way. I think it's really cool because the thing is that I think when people think of launching a beauty brand, right? Like their first, I guess, instinct is like, how do I get into Sephora? How do I get into Nordstrom? And I think it's very cool that you have sort of changed, I guess, the way things are done and like really made this work for you. So I think it's like, it's great for especially younger entrepreneurs who might be thinking of getting into the space that like, there's definitely hope. There is. And I have to say, I didn't have that hope in the beginning that we could build a direct to consumer beauty brand. I had hope that I could create a company that was making a difference, but it was our customers who built the direct to consumer brand. I remember saying, I'm a product person, I'm a product developer, and I'm a makeup artist. And that is what what I do. I can make amazing products. And I didn't know the rest. But through the grace of our customers, and the larger community, quite honestly, our giving partners, and also just people like Robin Roberts over at Good Morning America, so incredibly kind to me in the beginning. Elena George, who's her longtime makeup artist, so kind to me, and not only connected me with Good Morning America and, and getting me on air there, but also with one of our best giving partners, Pampered in Pink. So you know, we just have been shown so much grace throughout this journey. And um, that really is what has built the company. Because uh, I, I didn't know the first thing about direct to consumer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you you were quick to learn, I think, and like, just pick up on those cues that like, this is working for you and just sort of roll with it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I guess I just I, I want people to know that you're never too old, you're never too young to be who you always wanted to be. And that really goes for your business as well. Like I struggled for two years trying to get carried at retail. And then it finally clicked that it wasn't going to happen for me in the time that I wanted it to. So I had to pivot and learn another way. And so just because you have this grand vision, like I did, in my head about being sold at retail, it doesn't mean you can't change your mind and you can't go another path. And, and so I just think that's really important for people to know because there really is no playbook and what worked for thrive cosmetics is not necessarily going to work for another business because everybody's unique and that's what makes the world an amazing place. For sure. For sure. That's really, really good advice. So I know we have a lot of listeners here who are entrepreneurs or, you know, want to be entrepreneurs and, so I'm wondering, what is your best tip on getting a new brand in front of more people? My best tip for getting a new brand in front of more people is to treat every customer like they're your friend. And that's what's worked for me. Because one, you're going to have more fun. Like if you're if you feel like you're talking to a friend, you're going to have more fun. And then better yet, hopefully they become your friend. And then what is a friend going to do? They're going to give you great advice. You can say, hey, what do you think about this email? Hey, what do you think about this makeup bag that I'm designing? Like, is this something you would like? And you'll find that it's not going to happen overnight. I'm a millennial, so I get it. We all want instant gratification. That is the world we have been raised in. 
But yep. if, if you're patient with the process and you really focus on your why, my why in the beginning and still to this day is our giving mission. That will allow you to have the patience with the process in order for you to get your products in front of more people. And, um, but there's no such thing as an overnight sensation. There just isn't. It took me two years. And so if you know why you started, then those two years are not going to feel as painful. And if you're treating each and every customer like they're your friend, they're going to be there for you every step of the way. And that's how I feel our community has been. I love that. That is, that is incredible. So my last question is actually about your liquid lash lash extension mascara, because I read that you sell one every eight seconds. Isn't that crazy? That stack keeps changing. I think right now it's every like four or five seconds. I don't know. It's, it's, Oh my God. Stop. It doesn't feel real. It does not feel real, but yes. Sorry. What's your question? So how, like, first of all, tell me about this mascara. Why is it so phenomenal? How did it catch on like wildfire? I want to know everything about this mascara. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. So, so liquid lash extensions mascara came out halfway through 2017. So the business was quote unquote, a real business at that point. Um, Side note, we were definitely still shipping product out of our little office in Seattle, Washington. Uh, We had moved from an apartment to an office, which was pretty uh, amazing at the time. And really what makes this product so incredible is the fact that it's vegan. So there's no beeswax in this. And it is a flake-free fiber mascara. So I really, again, threw out the rule book and was like, okay, I'm making a vegan mascara. There aren't a lot of those out there and there sure as hell isn't one that works very well. So, you know, not only is the mascara created without beeswax, but it's infused with ingredients like orchid stem cells, which are really awesome for conditioning your lashes to help them to grow and uh, be stronger. So it's almost like it's a lash serum plus mascara. So really thinking about it from not only a vegan perspective, but a hybrid perspective of, okay, how can we create a mascara that's doing more than just making your lashes instantly look like they have extensions on them? How can you condition them for the long term? And I really, that product sold out, I think within like 48 hours. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. The community, again, we were smaller when it launched than we are today, but they have built the mascara. Um, You know, we didn't even have a PR agency at the time, but it was getting a lot of press because people were seeing it all over Instagram. And so it really was the power of the product first and then the community of people who loved it that helped to catapult liquid lash extensions mascara into what it is today. I recently, Serena Williams made a video that's, Oh my God. Yeah. Not sponsored. And I am like the rest of the world, such a huge fan of Serena Williams. I love watching her. I I play tennis twice a week when the world is, uh, I I play tennis twice. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I don't right now uh, because of COVID-19, but I, I do love tennis. I've, I've played tennis my whole life, and it's been a great joy in my family. 
And so the fact that Serena Williams wrote Serena Beauty approved about our mascara and was talking about how much she loved it. Allure said that it was the best mascara in the world. And I started crying. That was a couple months ago. <laughs> it I was mean, like- that's, a, I, that's actually like, I, I, I saw it on the, the, like, like that thing from Allure because like, I, I keep tabs on what they're saying about beauty products, obviously. And that is a huge accomplishment. Like they are really picky about what they say is good and what isn't. Thank you so much. I, it doesn't feel real. Same thing as being able to say that we have donated over a hundred million dollars. It's just crazy. Um, and so same thing with our mascara. Um, Kaylee Cuoco just made an amazing video as well. And, um, these are people who get paid a lot of money to talk about products or to do endorsements. And they didn't do that with this mascara. So, um, you know, liquid lash extensions, mascara has really taken on a life of its own. And I'm, so proud of that product and our community that has made the product what it is. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's insane. And I feel so blessed that I, you know, have gotten to be a part of that product. Um, it doesn't feel real. The success of it just really doesn't feel real. Yeah. It's very cool. And guys, for everyone listening, go YouTube the liquid lash extension mascara and see like the, the before and afters and just the reviews. They're insane. Like I actually went down a rabbit hole just watching <laughs> reviews on this mascara. It's, it's, it's something. Well, thank you. And, and the other thing is, is that it was less than 10 years ago that I was selling mascara at Sephora as a makeup artist. And I think that that's really a powerful message to other people out there who have a dream. I didn't even know to dream big enough that I could create a mascara that would compete with Lancome Definicils or Dior Show Mascara. I, I didn't know to dream that big. And so I challenge everybody listening to think about areas of their life where they're not dreaming big enough and really dare themselves to dream bigger because it is possible. I was one girl in a one bedroom apartment working on that mascara. I am not some Ivy league graduate or some (laughs) fancy person. I'm just a normal person from a small town. I went to community college, eventually graduated from university of Washington. You know, it, it, it can happen if you dream big enough and if you have positive intentions and, you know, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes constantly. I was 25 years old when I started Thrive Cosmetics. So you can imagine I've made a lot of mistakes. And, um, but if, if you're willing to work for it and you do your best to live with good intentions, um, it really is possible. Incredible, incredible story. Thank you so much, Carissa. Before we wrap, tell everyone where they can find you. Thank you. You can find me on Instagram at Carissa Bodner and you can find Thrive Cosmetics on social media, of course, with Thrive Cosmetics or connect with us on thrivecosmetics.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carissa. Thank you.